And now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Well, gone quick, ain't it? Indubitably, my good Stephanie. Word of the day. Right there, I'm Steffi Barnett, he's Andy Shilton. And on this week's show... Sexual Assault, Our Little Person Harriet, and Under the Brawley. Plus news, views, and a little bit of music. All today, right here on Shadow. Hello, how are we all? Very good, thank you. Doing well. It's so nice to have so many of us here. And and a very warm welcome back to Matthew. We haven't had you, well, you and I haven't presented together in God knows how long. No, it's one of those things that can't be seen or heard in the same place at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It's lovely lovely to be here. (laughs) And again, by the miracles of technology, hello Terry, how are you? Good evening. It's lovely to have you joining us too. Not a problem. Slide from my bunker. From your bunker. <laughs> I've got everything I need down here. Water, food, Matt Damon, everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the magic of radio. You can say anything, can't you? Yes. Yes, I've got Vin Diesel out the back somewhere, I'm sure. <laughs> Hello, Andy. How are you? Hello. I'm good. I hope everyone is keeping well. Uh, and the lovely hands. Hello, hello, hello. So, and last but not least, I can't forget you, although we have just introduced the show, to be fair. And I can't believe you put the word indubitably in my script. <laughs> I'm surprised that you could actually say it. Well, uh, yeah, it, it did take, what, a few takes, didn't it? It was a, it a bit of a stumble of a word. The first take was definitely the best, and it should be in one of the outtakes that we do. No, we're, we're far too professional for that. So it reminds me of um, Sherlock Holmes, indubitably. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's a re- reason why you picked it, though. <laughs> well, because I thought you'd fall over the word. Oh, I see. To, 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 to kind of um, um, catch me out. So, Matthew, you've been reading the news for you. Well, have you ever had a word that you've, like, tumbled over while you've been live? I, I think my most recent one, which was picked up by a few of my friends, was uh, I, I was trying to say vindicted. And I ended up saying vindicated. Oh. <laughs> no, no, vindicated. The word was vindicated. That's and what you I was were trying saying to say. Vindicated. And vindicated. So I occasionally invent words. <laughs> <laughs> I think I agree. I, it's, I, it's a word. I'm, I've made a note of it, actually. I'd like to use it more often in polite conversation. To see if people correct you or not. <laughs> but it's true because sometimes you're you can end up sight reading and and oh. people listening may not always appreciate this sometimes you're handing a script at very short notice uh, when you do lots of news reading and mm. you're almost sight reading it's a bit like sight reading music and you've kind of got to read two or three words ahead mm-hmm. and, you're, and you can see the the, yeah. the the demon word approaching you thinking no 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 don't can't don't don't fall over it <laughs> oh, no, the more gone. you think about it the more likely it becomes is this exactly. a way of you telling um, us news readers how talented we are Matthew 
Oh, I expect it to be absolutely flawless. <laughs> <laughs> I think it nearly was this week. <laughs> I don't know. Do you ever watch the TV news channels and they have that live subtitling that goes on? It must be very difficult to do, but sometimes there's some yeah. real howlers get in there. I remember once somebody complaining that pensioners only get 75p a wee. Either the digital sort of signal drops out and the letters get corrupted, or somebody pokes it in. Yeah, and there's a certain politician that they've uh, got wrong many times. Oh. Ah, yeah. I, I was going to say it's a little bit like the old teletext um, when they were typing the subtitles live to that it's, it's an interesting art doing that the old teletyper mm. I'm sure some of it must be automatic these days I mean artificial intelligence oh, yes. it's got good enough to do that kind of thing hasn't it but it, mm. it, it does it does make me laugh when it goes right it's like everyone must have had a really bad autocorrect at some point oh yes. oh many times Every day. Yeah. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> Most it just days. gets me wrong. Siri doesn't understand me. It doesn't understand. It's, it's, it's your broad it's accent. It's my Bristolian it? accent. Yeah. <laughs> what's, my, what's my excuse then? <laughs> well, you posh out. Yeah, 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 yeah. If for some yeah. reason if I say yeah, it doesn't understand me either. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we've got an awfully packed show coming up today, uh, and as always, we keep doing our best to bring you shit out week after week. Um, but um, I think we're we're off to talk to a certain friend of the show, uh, Mr. Duncan Lecky. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, Duncan Lecky is uh, from an organisation, a charity um, uh, called The Bridge, um, which is there for people um, who have um, been abused and sexual assault. Um, I won't give you too much detail because obviously I'm asking Duncan those questions, but um, um, it's uh, paid for by the NHS and um, even in Somerset Police. My five on shout out. Duncan Lecky is here um, to talk about sexual violence, um, and you're from the Bridge, aren't you, Duncan? Yes, yes. I'm a, um, a crisis worker and service development officer at the Bridge, which is a sexual assault referral centre, and we're based at the Central Health Clinic in Tower Hill. Right. Although domestic violence is shot up, sexual violence is is fallen, but there's good reason for that, isn't there? Well, again, it's one of those things in terms of the reporting of um, reporting of a crime. Um, now. Uh, we rely on on the fact that people come to us either via a referral via the police, either people would have called 999 or 101 to speak to a police officer and to report the crime, or they would have self-referred, which means they would have called our telephone number um, to attend without the police because they don't want to refer that to the police. Now, at the moment, we have seen um, um, a reduction in the numbers of calls of people uh, calling us. And this is really, again, why we had this great opportunity today to speak to you, just to, to remind everybody that we're here um, that sexual violence is continuing and that we are we are ready and and waiting if you need us probably the, the reason that um, uh, domestic violence has increased but sexual violence is is 
dropped is because at the moment we're in um, lockdown. So that's probably having an effect. I think the number in terms of how it affects on crime, we are learning. Um, because again, with lockdown, um, there are fewer people about, fewer opportunities in terms of to, other people to mix. However, we're also finding that people um, that uh, intend to commit a crime, a sexual crime, probably don't care very much about lockdown and probably don't care very much about necessarily even um, the, the threat of catching something. So perhaps those kind of people, those crimes are still occurring, uh, but people aren't necessarily reporting them. One of the things that I know that when when we've emailed each other today was just to remind people um, that sometimes people are concerned, thinking maybe they've been to a party. And I know that, again, there's lots of kind of um, uh, expectations at the moment from the government that we don't socialise and that we don't mix. But parties and meetings are occurring. They're meeting via scruff and they're meeting for, again in terms of groups. And if a sexual assault occurs during there, um, sometimes people are reluctant or frightened or nervous about reporting because they think they're going to get into trouble because of the meeting. And we at the bridge really want everyone to know that this is this is not something that we would be focusing on. We do want to hear if there's been a, a sexual crime and a, a sexual assault and to really do contact us. We will, we will not be punishing you in relation to the police or, or reporting or anything like that but we do want to know if that has happened as you say completely independent although your bridge is paid for by the nhs and the police um you do not contact the police unless the person the individual um says you can yes um if there's a an issue where we feel that somebody's going so this is uh, i don't know if you've heard of the term safeguarding so if information is given to us perhaps that's going to cause harm to somebody else or somebody else is being is being harmed any nhs or police organization is required to then go off and inform that that's happened however in the realms of confidentiality um what the general information so um a client would perhaps come to us and say i want to talk about it with your, you at the bridge but i don't want to talk about it or report it to the police we won't do that we won't do that obviously again within that safeguarding uh, remit but we won't we won't do that unless somebody would then think well i now have um, come to meet you at the bridge and i've given more information i now feel in a better place um i'd like to then take that further maybe talk to somebody or, or we can riff what we can do is we can share information confidentially which means that we can remove the information about sort of a person's name or again date of birth that kind of thing but perhaps give details to the police if people wanted to report something confidentially and then still have their um identity protected you also supply medical services don't you we do so um, one of the things that we can offer at the bridge is uh, what's called a forensic medical examination now this is an, an examination that's held within a time period so um, there's a forensic medical time period we can gather DNA it means that so if there's been a sexual assault a sexual crime uh, we can gather evidence which means that at a later date if this is to go to trial um, that you have this evidence available that will strengthen the case people come to us in a, in a variety of ways they come to us because they have, have contacted the police and reported the crime and they can come with the police they'll be uh, come 
come along and supported by the police. Sometimes people will um, not want to contact the police, but they will want to seek out services such as a, a forensic medical examination. And we can undertake the examination via a very experienced nurse and everybody's very caring and supportive at the bridge. And that we can hold on to that um, evidence for up to two years. And we have our own secure freezers and secure lockers um, to, to store that evidence safely and securely. And what we do is we hold on to that. And that if a person, the client, changes their mind, they think, actually, I'm, I now feel in a better place. I would like to report it. I'm going to go to the police. It means that they've already had that forensic medical examination. They've already got that evidence then that the police, um, at, again, the person's um, permission, the police can then collect that evidence. Um, do you supply an ongoing counselling service? We did in the past, but this is something that we're not no longer able to do at the bridge. And that actually what happens is that we can then refer on. So we have access to referrals, so we can, a number of organisations that we can f refer on to, and we can certainly give advice in terms of how, if people didn't want to, us to refer on to, how they might access support for themselves by self-referring, or again, uh, other websites or telephone um, services that people would find helpful or useful. People obviously will need to know phone numbers and website addresses to get more information of your organisation and who to contact and when. It's called The Bridge Can Help. That's all one word. Thebridgecanhelp.org.uk And our telephone number is 0117 342 6999. That's again 0117-342-6999. Now there's a person in the office from the, um, the hours of 8 in the morning until 8 at night uh, uh, to talk to. And also we have an emergency and out of hours um, service for it. So that, that number it has a person attached to it 24 hours a day, 365 days of the year. Um, but again, we've got the website as well for further reading. I know a lot of people like to read websites to find out much of us. There's lots more information there about our services. Duncan Lecky from The Bridge, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. If you have a story you could tell in five minutes, get in contact. Visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. There you go. Hold on by Tanya Hazel, who is, um, I believe, um, uh, giving the money to charity. Yeah, she is. And she's also a great fan of the show. And if I'm not mistaken, did she not do the photography for your wedding, you and Carl? <laughs> she did, yeah. She stopped, stopped doing that now, which is a shame because she was ever so good at it. So, But uh, hats, off, uh, uh, hats off to her for um, doing something in this kind of like time of need um so lovely lovely voice if you remember she um sang live at the shout out listeners awards too which was great she did yeah i remember that yeah and um that was along with rob sainsbury indeed yeah god yeah, yeah. memories so. <laughs> uh anyway uh, let's get some news headlines <laughs> Shout out news on Thursday, 9th of April. 
Radio Caroline reports this week that we have reached the 25th anniversary of the sad passing of pioneering gay DJ Kenny Everett, who died from an AIDS-related illness in early April of 1995. Had Mr Everett lived for another year, he might have benefited from the new antiretroviral therapies, which transformed the landscape of AIDS and effectively brought an end to HIV being a death sentence. Although HIV would remain up to this day a huge pandemic and a major public health issue globally, the end of the immediate crisis was a major victory for science over bigotry and indifference. Kenny Everett was credited with making major strides in broadcasting. As with many of his generation of young broadcasters, he started his career with offshore pirate radio during a period when Britain was surrounded by unlicensed stations broadcasting from ships and abandoned wartime gunning structures. Everett's demo tapes reached the ears of executives at Wonderful Radio London, transmitting from an American minesweeper anchored off Frinton-on-Sea, and within a matter of days he was on the ship, where his wacky sense of humour and camp delivery made him a firm favourite with staff and listeners alike. Everett joined the BBC early in 1967 and helped the corporation prepare for its own pop station, Radio 1, by building the studio, along with Tony Blackburn. However, his rebellious spirit never left him, and he was frequently in trouble with BBC management. In 1973, he joined the new commercial station for London, Capital Radio, and helped champion bands such as Queen, whose lead singer, Freddie Mercury, he met in several gay clubs and became friends with. Everett made several seasons of zany television shows for both ITV and the BBC. Here he developed more of the outrageous characters that populated his radio programmes, including Gizzard Puke, Sid Snot and Cupid Stunt. Quite how he got away with all of this on primetime television is still something of a broadcasting mystery. By the late 1980s, Mr Everett was out about his homosexuality, although in an interview with RTE television in Ireland, he said that he felt he could do more for gay rights by being witty and entertaining than in marching in the streets. Everett remained a staple on BBC Radio 2 through the 1980s and up until the year of his death. Many broadcasters credit Everett with helping them inspire them to get into radio, including Noel Edmonds, and Chris Moyles. One of the more pleasant fallouts from the coronavirus pandemic currently challenging humanity is the outpouring of selflessness from many people in the celebrity spotlight. Fans have been delighted as their favourite personalities upload special content, often free to all, sharing their views, their insights and their talents. LGBTQ and allied artists have been at the forefront of this incredible phenomenon. For example, Brian May of queer-fronted rock legends Queen has been teaching home guitar players how to interpret the classic rock standards many of whom he co-wrote. And ITV2 reports that Miley Cyrus, long-standing advocate for pansexual freedom and the wider LGBTQ rainbow spectrum, has been discussing issues with her celebrity friends on the internet platforms, while she herself stays indoors to help slow the spread of the COVID-19 illness. Confounding critics that accuse her of being flashy and without depth, Miss Cyrus showed her understanding of the affairs of human heart and mind when she discussed mental health with Selena Gomez. In their video chat, Gomez opened up and discussed her struggle with bipolar disorder and how she managed her mental health. Cyrus is publishing regularly on Instagram with live shows, special content and above all, uplifting material designed to get the public through the current health crisis. Some political gay people may roll their eyes at the efforts of celebrities to help people through the lives 
largest economic shutdown since the 1920s. But on the other hand, celebrity culture has often helped people out. Did you know, for example, that the first gossip magazine opened up in the early 18th century England? They allowed people to find out about their favourite opera stars and discuss what they liked about them. And the stars of the day reciprocated, making appearances and rewarding fans. In addition, Miley Cyrus has a strong track record of supporting LGBTQ people. Her Happy Hippie Foundation, for example, helps young people, particularly gay and trans youth, impacted by homelessness. And she also lives her values being a committed vegan and advocate for animal rights. And finally, it is Easter week. We send our greetings to LGBTQ Christians everywhere and their allies. For most denominations of Christian, Easter is the most important of the year's religious festivals and marks the crucifixion of Jesus of Nazareth, who is considered to be the Son of God by most groups, although there are some Christians, mostly Universalists and Unitarians, who do not consider him to have been supernatural, but still follow his teachings. Most Christian groups believe that Jesus returned from the dead after three days and continued his ministry. For people who study comparative religion, the Easter Easter festival mirrors ancient rites of spring in northern countries with themes of rebirth and renewal as the returning sun warms the land. For LGBT Christians, there are several resources online that might prove inspirational for you this Easter season. Over in Cardiff, The Gathering was recently profiled on the BBC News Channel. It describes itself as a safe space for LGBTQ people in Cardiff to explore their faith. They usually meet at the United Reformed Church in Windsor Place. However, even though all the meeting places are on hold at the moment, their website includes books, social media and video links of interest to Christians looking beyond the damaging fundamentalism of some cults. Nationally, there are groups such as One Body, One Faith, Quest LGBT Catholic and lively organisations working within the Methodist, Quaker and United Reformed traditions, amongst others. All of them have websites full of resources for you to explore from the comfort of your own home during this lockdown period. And remember, if you need signposting to an LGBTQ Christian group near you, you can call the National Gay Switchboard on 0300 330 We know it's strange this year, but however you are celebrating the Easter, or if you're just enjoying the secular bank holiday weekend, stay safe, stay indoors and stay connected. For these stories and many, many more, visit our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, this has been Terry Starr and Hans Peregrine. Shoutout News, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Right, where rock meets country. Canned heat, let's work together. Indeed, in the current climate. Yeah, uh, uh, that's more like country and western, that one. Well, where rock meets country. Yeah, the good 60s, 70s band. Yeah. Did some cracking tracks. Yeah, nice one. Nice one. That was your choice, that one. So. Let, let you take the credit. <laughs> Gee, thanks. <laughs> anyway, um, I believe it's time to catch up with a little friend of ours. Yeah, I cannot believe that it was back in um, last August that was the last catch-up, because we usually try and catch them up um, between like three and, and six months, but yeah. time has just ebbed away. It does feel like um, a while. It does. 
Um, and unfortunately, Sam couldn't be with us, but so I spoke to Shan, and little Harriet is in the background. Now, the ending, I've left an outtake in the ending, because it is hilarious. About three quarters of the way through the interview, little Harriet steps up after playing with Lego, because you can hear all the way through the interview in the background, um, and says, Mummy, I want to poo. <laughs> <laughs> so I've left the outtake at the end. Right, it's been quite a while now since we uh, caught up with Sam and Shan and, and little baby Harriet. And um, those of you who are regulars to shout out would know we've been following um, Family Grieve for um, some time now. In fact, since Harriet was still still in the womb. Now, um, I've got Shan at the other end of the phone and Harriet is there as well. But Sam is not able to be there. Shan, hello. Hello. Now, where is Sam? Um, currently, I think she's in Canterbury. Okay, now give us a, a bit of background on uh, on what she does. Um, so Sam was a pharmacist, support manager. So she is going around to different pharmacies. Um, there are some rules in place. She can only go to one pharmacy a day to help them and to make sure that they're socially distancing and just help make sure that the right people get the right medication because it's not just the people that are getting ill now. It's all the medications that the elderly and everyone need on a daily basis obviously people have gone into a bit of a panic like they're going to get locked down and not going to get their medication so she is run a bit ragged but it's what's needed it's a very important job then what she's got so obviously working all those excess hours just to make sure that people are getting the the drugs they need yeah so she has been able to work a little bit from home when it comes to doing her conference calls and that could be at seven o'clock in the morning or it could be at seven o'clock at night just to make sure they're up to date with the right information and making sure that they're the standards for the getting the right PPE in stores and stuff is all right. So she's wherever she needs to go, she will go. But at the same time, the big bosses have said she doesn't need to travel too far. So right. luckily, she's no more than sort of forty-five minutes away from home at any one time. Right. Now it's got to be difficult because um, uh, when I go into Boots to get my medication, there's not much room usually in, in where they actually make the uh, the drugs up for the the customers. Is is that an issue with uh, the current climate and trying to keep two metres apart? That must be almost impossible. Um, I know that Sam's definitely gone into store armed with a tape measure and they've got tape and stuff to put on the floor just to try and make sure that they are socially distancing. But a lot of people's attitude is, well, we work together all the time, so they don't seem too worried about it. But obviously, it's about keeping the, the patients safe that are going in to get the medication as well as the staff as well. So if she goes into a store... And all of a sudden, an hour and a half later, she's come back home. She's like, it's not safe for me to be in that store. I'm more of a hindrance. Being a, a person trying to help them with the medication, she can do stuff remotely from home. Right. Now, um, we've been in lockdown for a couple of weeks now. Uh, but you were in a sort of lockdown because Harriet uh, got ill, didn't she? Yeah. So since she started nursery, she's had tonsillitis quite a lot. Um, and then she sort of said her throat was hurting about a month ago looked in her mouth and the dreaded tonsils are up and all infected so she was like oh. so i thought i'd keep her off nursery for the full week get the antibiotics in there and it just wasn't just wasn't quite clearing so i decided to keep her off for a bit longer and then all of a sudden that's it lockdown comes in place so we so haven't been, been anywhere for a month so you've been a month oh my uh -huh. what have you actually been doing with harriet to keep her occupied she's obviously very occupied at the moment <laughs> <laughs> she is currently playing with uh, her ever-growing uh, Lego collection that she seems to have inherited off of Sam. 
So she's currently, she's made a, a nanny and a granddad and an Auntie Jojo and an Uncle Richie. So she's been uh, playing with them. My mum looks absolutely horrific that she's made out of Lego. Um, yeah, we sort of have a little bit of a structure to our day. We do a little bit of, we do the Joe Wicks in the morning. Absolutely love that. So we do that in the morning. We sometimes don't do it live. We can, obviously, you can stream it another time. So we do that yeah. at some point during the day. She does a little bit of learning and we do our exercise in the afternoon. So we've just had to get a little bit more creative with it. We've done a little, like a little trail that she had to find five post boxes within the village and we had to go down to see the alpacas and she could tick them off a list. So it got her to walk further or go further on her bike yeah. to try and get her out and about. But she sort of understands a little bit. So Harriet, come here a second. Got a question for you. Why can we not go outside and see other people right now? Because of the coronavirus. Okay, so how far have we got to stay away from people? Two metres away. Okay, why have we got to stay away from them? Because of the coronavirus. Yeah, but we don't know who's got it, do we? No. And we don't want to get it, do we? No. Okay, and then what does mummy have to do when she gets home from work before you can give her a cuddle? Um, she has to have a shower before I cuddle her. Yeah. So she sort of understands a little bit. We've done as much as we could without sort of trying to scare her. Yeah. Um, but she needs to be aware because it was hard that we were planning on coming to Bristol and then it all sort of fell through and then we were going to like come back down and see my mum for Mother's Day and that fell through which kind of hit me a bit hard because I thought, oh, I can't see my mum. And then you start worrying and then it just absolutely drives you crazy that you think you're that far away from your family and if anything happens, I can't go and see them. Yeah. Now, um, to, to let the listeners know, um, you and um, Sam live in Kent. Now, obviously, your accent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're originally from <laughs> Bristol. <laughs> yeah. That's unmistakable, as is mine. <laughs> Um, is that had an impact on I, I remember the last interview we had we were talking about accents and that and, and Harriet's um, still picking up some of the terms that you use yeah so we I actually looked back at a video from when she was two and when she was talking and oh my god she was so Bristolian because it was me all the time at home teaching her how to speak since she's gone to nursery she seems to speak a lot posher and if I say something wrong so I'm like, oh, that was quite fast, wasn't it? And she's like, Mama, it's fast. And I'm like, oh, okay, Ooh. all right. <laughs> and if I say something wrong and she's like, no, Mama, that is not right. And I'm like, oh, okay. So it is a little bit, she does come back and she'll say something and she'll be like, mm, that's the right colour, isn't it, Mama? And I'm like, isn't it? I don't ever say isn't it. I'm like, all right, innit? <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I dread to think what she must think when, yeah. uh, when she gets older and thinks, oh, my God, what is that accent? But then... The rest of our family are all, uh, are all in Bristol. All my sides, obviously, all in Bristol. Yeah. So they all sound the same. This is the first interview we've actually done since we've been following Harriet from the womb that uh, we've done remotely because I'm at home with the two dogs and I think the listeners might be able to hear one of them snoring their head off. Uh, and, and Harriet's busy with her Lego. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very odd that I'm not just sat between the three of you. Um, it's very weird to do things remotely, isn't it? No, I really thought a couple of weeks ago we would be able to see you. I thought, oh, yeah, we'll come down, we'll be able to meet you for coffee. No. That actually, yeah. that hit me for six, that did. Like, not imagine. coming to Bristol in a couple of weeks ago. But we did, yeah. however, have a... We had, between my mum and my dad and my brothers and sisters and that, we all had a, a party on um, on house party. 
We use oh, that app. Okay, um, my, yeah. And my dad set up his front room with his music equipment because he loves to sing song and the disco lights and everything. And we all like, for three and a half hours, three and a half hours, a bottle of red wine and half a bottle of vodka. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, hang on. Half yeah. a bottle of vodka between how many? Oh, no, just me and Sam, yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, I was yeah because it was my birthday the, the weekend when we yeah. all got locked out so we was like right that's it we are uh, going to have a party so that was it mum was like that's it I'm getting the music out and it was absolutely brilliant but I've never spent so much time speaking to my parents and my brothers and sisters as much as I have done since we've been locked down mm. this week was a quiz we had a quiz on, on Saturday night we definitely think there was some cheating going on so this weekend we host the quiz and the rest of the family partake. So uh, there's no arguing over who we think's cheating. But um, you've just got to be creative on how you can keep in touch with people. I tell you, we're going to come out of this lockdown so creative. There's so much. I mean, people are finding apps that they've never heard of and using. Um, and it's just helping us get through this this really bad phase of uh, what is hit, not just the UK, but the whole planet. We were saying that if, it, if I was locked down, we've just... Sam and I, if we were locked down on a room, we'd like, oh my god, could you imagine? We would obviously like the house would be spotless and it'd be nice to spend some time together as we're now like, right, how can I get creative with a cardboard box and a little bit of sticky back plastic? And then it's there's no way we could do any bit of decorating because Harriet wants to join in with us. I think actually it does seem quite a lot of pressure to be locked down with a child. But I did read the other day, someone said you can't make your child dumber. So whatever you do teach them, just teach them. And it's I've just kind of enjoyed the time that we're sort of locked down together. But I also remember it's quite intense to be with a child from morning to night where she is. She doesn't have a nap anymore. She's too big for a nap. But it's... <laughs> You're not too big for a nap, though. No, I'm not. <laughs> Mama really needs a nap, love. Do you fancy it? She's like, no, I'm not tired. Let's go. <laughs> um, the, my worst thing, though, is that she's like, oh, Mama, can we play this? And I'm thinking, oh, my God, really? All I want is a coffee. Can I just have a coffee? So she has got a load of my old makeup. Great. Fantastic. That's just been recorded on the radio. Up you go, then. <laughs> Did you catch that? <laughs> 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 oh that's it i get a shout yeah. in a moment i've all finished <laughs> so um i get her to put my makeup on so she's got like bits of my makeup and she'll sit there and she'll do my my lipstick and my eyeliner, my foundation i look absolutely horrific but it does mean i have a hot coffee are, are you gonna have to run off now to, to no she's to, about 20 minutes i get a good old shout i finished oh she so, takes yeah. 20 minutes oh, oh okay. yeah she sits up there and she talks to herself reads herself a story and i'm like okay all right then doesn't make me laugh yeah you'll hear it you will hear it if i need to go <laughs> okay but that's that's doesn't that give you time for a nap then <laughs> yeah, a little barren. No, because I'll be constantly trying to pick up little bits of Lego. Otherwise, what I'll end up doing is I'll be stuck on this kitchen floor and I'll stand on them in the middle of the afternoon. But, oh my God, I should have tidied that Lego up. <laughs> right, Shan, it's a shame Sam can't be with you. Why is that a tongue twister? It's quite a lot of Shan, S's. Shan, it's a shame Sam can't be with us. <laughs> I got you that one, didn't I? <laughs> That's a radio defeatist right there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you um, for chatting and uh, we'll catch up with you and Harriet as uh, well in about three months. Hopefully everything will have recovered by then. Hopefully we'll be in Bristol then. Yes, and we'll record you live face to face. Brilliant. Thank See you, you soon. Shout out. LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Shout out.
Hi there, and welcome to Under the Brolly, the My Umbrella podcast aiming to educate and inform the wider community about the lesser-known LGBT+, sexualities, genders, identities, kinks and fetishes. My Umbrella is a volunteer-led support group based in Reading, Berkshire, for the lesser-known LGBT+, identities. We were launched by Reading Pride in 2015, and our aim is to educate, support and socialise. My name is Steve, and this month, as we find ourselves amongst the chaos of COVID-19, this episode is dedicated to all the NHS doctors, nurses and staff that are aiming to keep everyone safe and treated due to the effects of COVID-19. Alongside this, all our other key workers, service providers and those on the front line also keeping the country fed, watered and generally ticking over, ensuring that the general public have our basic amenities provided and catered for. For this, we would like to give you all a massive round of applause. In times like these, it's also often that our own mental health and well-being gets overlooked. And as such, we wanted to take some time out to remind you all to give yourself some self-care. Take time to appreciate what you currently have, rather than what you feel is missing. Check in on friends and family with a simple phone call, text message or even a video chat. It doesn't matter if your hair's a mess or you have no makeup on. Being there is what counts and makes the difference. Also, and more importantly... Know where to turn for help and support and know what is available to help you. In these unprecedented times, many of us may feel isolated or struggle with our mental health. To help you look after your well-being and provide some support, we have compiled this list of helplines and resources that may be useful to you. The Samaritans is a registered charity aimed at providing emotional support to anyone in an emotional distress, struggling to cope or at risk of suicide throughout the United Kingdom and Ireland. They are available on 116-123. That's 116-123, which is free from any phone. You can also go to any popular search engine and search for the Samaritans. Bristol Minds Mindline has been running for 22 years and provides support and advice on mental health support services in the local area. They are available on 0808-808. 0330. The Mindline Trans Plus Helpline provides a safe place to talk about your feelings confidentially. They don't record calls nor ask for any personal details. They are there to listen and offer their support. They are available on 0300 330 5468. Switchboard, the LGBT Plus Helpline, is a place for con words when you need them most. They are here to help you with whatever you want to talk about. Nothing is off limits and they understand how anxious you might feel before you pick up the phone. They are available on 0300 330 Gallup can help if you experienced homophobia, transphobia or biphobia wherever it occurs, including at home, in public, at work, online or in cruising sites. Gallup provides confidential and independent advice and support for LGBT plus people who have experienced sexual assault, abuse or violence. They provide a welcoming, inclusive and safe space to talk whatever your sexual orientation or gender identity. Gallup are available on 0845-260-5560. The LGBT Foundation was established in 1975 and it exists to support the needs of a diverse range of people who identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual and trans. They believe in a fair and equal society where all LGBT plus people can achieve their full potential. 
They are available on 0345 330 3030. Please look after yourselves and make sure that you're also looking after each other. We all want to see all of you on the other side of this. For those of you that wish to find out more about all the different LGBT plus identities, sexualities, genders, kinks and fetishes, this week on Sunday at 7pm you can join us for Under the Brolly Live. The team will be broadcasting the first of many live video podcasts on Facebook to bring some LGBT plus colour and fun into your living rooms and bedrooms while we are currently unable to get out on the road to visit all the different prides that we would normally be doing this time of year. Hit us up on the event to be reminded and we look forward to seeing you there. It promises to be fun, interactive and informative. In advance of Sunday you can also get hold of our LGBT plus mini fact sheets and our My Umbrella Guide to LGBT plus available from our online shop which is located at www.myumbrella.org.uk forward slash shop. If you fancy being part of any future shows do get in touch with details to follow. Of course, if any of you want to find out more about My Umbrella or even regarding the whereabouts of where we are next going to be turning up, feel free to check in to our Facebook, Instagram or Twitter platforms for more information. Just type in My Umbrella into the search bar of any of these and you will find us. As always, for those of you who listen regularly, you don't just need to turn up to a Pride or a social event where we are attending to get involved with the show. We would also love to hear from any of you out there who want us to showcase your LGBT plus identity or have any other suggestions for our podcast. Just drop us an email to info at myumbrella.org.uk and put in the subject line under the brolly and let us know where LGBT plus identity, sexuality, gender kink or fetish or idea you want us to feature. Until then, see you soon. information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you.
There you go. Uh, Blinding Lights at the weekend. Love that track. That's, um, that's a real, real dance favourite. Nice way to start the weekend off, isn't it, Steph? Bit of handbags and high heels and all that. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the H and H favourites. That yeah, one. I see you dancing along that. to that. <laughs> We're starting the weekend with the weekend. Yeah, oh. nice segue. Yeah. Nice, <laughs> like it. Yeah. You see, we should, you know. Kiss FM would pay for a for a segue like that. And that was brilliant. <laughs> I'll get on to it, Terry. <laughs> so not going to complain if they want to pay. That's, that's fine. Anyone uh, can pay us, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but no, you, are, you are right. Long bank holiday weekend. Please stay inside. Um, as yes. lockdown. I know it's going to be really nice. Um, it's absolutely gorgeous at the moment outside, isn't it? It's been a lovely mm. hot day. Mm. Um, but yeah, stay in your gardens, whatever. Yeah, if you're going to have barbecues, have them in your garden, not in a park or another public place. No, I was with members of your house. I was quite surprised actually going to the supermarket. They are selling charcoal, but then I suppose it's because you need to stay in your home. So Mm. why not have a barbecue in your home? There's nothing wrong with that. Mm. Not inside your house. I hasten to add. Don't do it, Steph. Please. (laughs) (laughs) It's too late. I've already lit it. (laughs) Is that wrong? Is it? <laughs> it's smoking a bit, but I've opened the windows, so I think we're right. Hey, I was just um, looking. Is at it the spelling S O S? Yeah, I've got a blanket going over it. Yeah, um, just looking at to see what weekends or weekendy um, his name is. Is Abel McConan Tesfay? Oh, yes. I think that's. I'm hoping it's not a weekend. I'm hoping it's not a one-off track and he does some more because it's a really cool... He's done like, loads. I mean, he's done quite a bit. Loads, yeah, he's yes. quite a respected artist on the oh, um, like, um, some R&B. Yeah. He's worked his with third uh, album. Well, that, yeah. that one's obviously shot because shot to the yeah. top because it's like a sample from um, Aha, yeah. Aha, isn't it? <laughs> Take On yeah. Me. Mm. Um, which was really famous in the 80s. Yeah, yeah. the 80s. Best music decade. When Ter- I was Terry's, a baby. Terry's favourite with a hit parade, isn't it, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I think, to be honest, the phrase hit parade has ceased being used even by the 1980s. Are <laughs> you, yeah. you saying hit parade or hip with a P? Hit. Hit, no, hit oh, parade. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's what they used as to say in, in the, the charts in the very early days. Top of the pops. Not as in hip replacement. No. And that's what happens when you hula too much. Well, yeah. Yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> so, no, we, we ought to explain, actually. Um, Hans has been cheering us all up with lots of hula videos on um, <laughs> on Facebook. My favourite is your glowing hula hoop. Yes, um, uh, I'll get that out tonight for you, Andy. See, it seems to keep you well and truly exercised, it has to be said. She's got a lot of followers <laughs> on um, on YouTube. I, I guess YouTube? that's because it's done naked. Instagram. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, oh, thank you on Instagram. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not sure I, I save those. Sort of I save those for specific uh, followers. My Instagram uh, is, is a lot more, um, you know, family keen. friendly. <laughs> <laughs> well, as I said to our dear Matthew, at least you can actually get into a into a hula hoop. I I, I wouldn't be able to. It would maybe fit round my neck. Oh, bless <laughs> Terry. Poor Terry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the last time I hula-hooped. I think I was a little kid. Well, when yeah, all of this has ended, Andy, I now own two, so we can have a hoop-off. Mm, I look forward oh. to that. 
I, I know when they came out they were a massive craze but they did lead to a lot of people in hospital with, with broken things and twisted things and, and and all sorts and the craze kind of died out after a while and they never made any money out of it despite selling millions of them um, it well, was all I mean, at a loss I think uh, from I think memory. my family are just pleased I'm not trying out something like Firepoi Firepoi? What on earth is Firepoi? Oh, I'll, um, as some of the viewers listeners will probably know but it's these little triangles that you set on fire and then sort of fling around your head oh right no, don't oh yes yeah, so oh, yeah okay <laughs> that'll be good at festivals and things like that not that there are going to be many this they year always but, you know, do. no no no, no of for those like me like their photography you can get some amazing um um shots doing things like that uh, but yeah no please don't please don't do that at home i've got visions of people like spinning barbecues around their head now no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> have a barbecue have it in your garden if you're going to do fire poi maybe wait until this is you know lockdown's over do it with an expert <laughs> yes yeah not an ex don't do fire poi with an ex <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah no nice long weekend um, um i hope i hope have, have any of you got plans or are you kind of just i mean obviously we've got to stay at home but have you got anything planned has anyone thought through what they're going to um, do i've been invited to a virtual dinner Oh, nice. Um, yeah, which is really, I think that they were looking at using um, Zoom, but uh, they've changed their mind now. Um, is that because they didn't uh, want to see you? Or? House, <laughs> no, they're looking at house party now. Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Steffi, when you said virtual dinner, I just thought, uh, what's a virtual dinner? Is that like a pot noodle? or <laughs> uh, Dust! Yes, <laughs> I, I just I'm not sure you'd I'm not sure you'd actually satisfy your appetite with just eating dust. One of my um, friends um, had thirty of them all get together to um, drink and make the worst hedgehog cakes they could. They had a competition oh, for the nice. worst hedgehog cake, <laughs> and I've got to say, some of them truly are special. Um, oh. But you know, at the end of it, they got to eat chocolate cake with wine. So people are that being sounds- very inventive, aren't they? in bringing yeah. themselves closer yeah. to other people when they can't actually be with them. Well, I, I mean, I mean, isn't technology a wonder? It's allowing mm. us to... Well, we're doing this radio show and every single person is remote. Um, yeah. You know, so so <laughs> hats off to technology. I mean, if this was 2005, the iPhone was only just being released. Mm. Mm. Um, so you, uh, technology like this just didn't exist back then. You've had to make do with a phone call. Yeah, yeah. Um, and most Absolutely. PCs really weren't capable of doing sort of live video um, to the concert, sort of on, live video feeds constantly at that time. It was sort of I remember very having to on. climb a mountain and putting smoke signals out across the valley. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only on a serious Steph. note, though. On a serious note, I mean, there are lots of community organisations are offering a lot of stuff online at the moment. It's worth investigating. There's yoga classes, meditations, Indeed. book groups, loads of stuff is, is online. So anyway, you know, it really is a time to explore the internet. Uh, anyway, that is it for this week, though. Again, time beats us. Our second show from Lockdown Studios at BCRM. Uh, we'll be back, though, keeping bringing you shout out as much as we can over the next few weeks. Check out previous shows online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Uh, I would tell you what's coming next week, but none of us have any clue, but we'll be here. But for myself and the rest of the team, say goodbye, everyone. Bye-bye. 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 
shout out. LGBT Radio for you.